Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Word Balloon, the comic book conversation show. John Suntress here. If uh, you haven't uh, finished your Halloween hangover, I think you're going to enjoy today's Word Balloon. Yesterday, uh, Marvel held a, a telephone press conference for their new event coming in January, Monsters Unleashed. You know, that was one of my favorite black and white magazines. Uh, from the early 70s. Uh, you know the Silver Age history of Marvel. Before the superheroes happened, uh, they spent a lot of time in the 50s and early 60s creating some amazing, gigantic monsters that uh, you could put alongside Godzilla, Gamera, and the like, Mothra. Uh, you know, Ergo and Moog. And, you know, I mean, I, you can always hear Stan saying these wonderful names that he came up with that were either St- uh, Steve Ditko or Jack Kirby creations. Well, Monsters Unleashed in January is going to be a five-issue, 30-page-per-issue mini-event that uh, sounds like a lot of fun. Cullen Bunn is writing it, and uh, I want to get the uh, correct lineup of uh, artists. We've got uh, Steve McNiven, Lanil Yu, Greg Land, Adam Kubert, and Salvador La Roca. Uh, they're all just uh, drawing their asses off on this wonderful event And uh, I think this is great because, uh, first of all, 30 pages per issue, that really gives a chance for the story to breathe, as I say, when I get to get the chance to ask some questions. And uh, I'm a little concerned about the price point, and I wonder how uh, people will react. But, you know, uh, $5 issues are nothing new, and uh, hopefully uh, the proof will be in the pudding. And, I mean, you got a great writer in Colin Bunn. So I, I think this is going to be great. Cullen Bunn, Axel Alonso, and Mark Panicia, the, the great group editor, are all on hand on this Marvel press conference. You're going to hear some new voices uh, that uh, join the press corps and ask questions, and I think that's great. And uh, I think it was a lot of fun, and I think very revealing, because, uh, you know, this thing could be really schlocky or it could be really cool. And I got faith in Cullen Bunn, and I think, you know, that was one of my questions again. Uh, but you'll hear that and more. Uh, also, uh, I think there was an interesting reveal uh, if you go to wordballoon.com and you look at the covers, issue three uh, shows a character that has already debuted in Totally Awesome Hulk that plays a major role in Monsters Unleashed. So very interesting stuff, and uh, it all happens uh, starting January 18th. But you'll get the preview here on today's episode of Word Balloon. It's all brought to you by InStock Trades at InStockTrades.com where there's a lot of great collections that are waiting for you from InStock Trades. One of my favorite things, uh, you know, I'm always fascinated by... Uh, comic strips from uh, the 50s, 60s, and even the 70s. And um, there was a Batman Daily strip that ran just uh, how many years here? Three years? From 69 to 72. And uh, pretty interesting stuff. Well, they've got a collection of that. IDW, of course, has been putting out great collections of uh, Superman and Batman and Archie and some of the other great comic books that were turned into comic strips. Well, uh, this collection, you can get Volume 3, uh, for 30% off. It's just $34.99. There's also things like the Wonder Woman 75 box set. Uh, Brian Azzarello, uh, artists like Cliff Chang and Tony Akins, uh, 300 pages, and uh, this puppy is uh, gigantic. It's 50% off. It's just $24.99. You can get Gotham Academy, Trade Paperback Volume 3, Yearbook, Featuring uh, Brendan Fletcher and uh, lots of great artists. Um, this, of course, is uh, you know a wonderful series. And uh, your book is the title of Volume 3. 45% off, $9.34. i got to get Brendan on to talk about that book. I've been meaning to do that for quite some time, actually. Uh, there's other things like, uh, well, let's see. You can get um, One Punch. One Punch Man. That's a, that's a great uh, manga book from Viz Media. 
It's uh, 30% off. It's just $6.99. How about the fade-out hardcover from uh, Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips and Elizabeth uh, Breitweiser? Uh, This is uh, 45% off, just $27.49. Among the amazing things that are waiting for you at InStockTrades.com. Don't take my word for it. Just go to the website, put in your favorite artist or your favorite writer, and you're going to find some great books at great prices. InStockTrades.com. Word Balloon is also brought to you by the League of Word Balloons. Uh, easy for me to say, the League of Word Balloon listeners. I'm recording very early in the morning for me. You'll forgive me. That's why my voice is a little weak as well. Thank you, League, for your support. You are always strong. You're never weak. Uh, you show up every month and uh, subscribe to Word Balloon and uh, help me out keeping the lights on, helping me get to conventions, making interesting connections, and uh, providing you with uh, great content. And I thank you because you're a big help to that. You, in effect, are a uh, um, you know a very important part of Word Balloon uh, through these contributions. Word Balloon is free, but if you want to help the cause, go to wordballoon.com, check out the uh, Patreon ad there, click on that. It will take you to my Patreon page, and if you can help support the show, that would be terrific. Thank you very much, League of Word Balloon listeners. All right, without further ado, let's get to the press conference. I was having a slight technical uh, difficulty, so I missed uh, the first couple seconds of the press conference. So we uh, join Axel Alonso in mid-sentence, but it's uh, uh, Axel and Mark Panicia and uh, Colin Bunn, of course, the writer, and uh, Chris Delandro uh, running the proceedings for this Marvel press conference now on Word Balloon. Our last couple events have been very mind-bending, mind-twisting, on occasion, very dark stuff, and Monsters Unleashed is just a really fun, old-school uh, event with an unlimited special effects budget. Yeah, the, the unlimited special effects budget is, is something that I, I think is worth highlighting. It would, if, uh, Colin, you mentioned it, something we couldn't make a movie of. I think if we tried to, it would cost the GDP of a small country. Um, you know, <laughs> you know, real big, widescreen sort of stuff. So, so speaking of that, you know... Uh, it's it's an all hands on deck event. We've talked a little bit about about who's involved and the promo images, but you you really see everyone on these. I mean, it, it kind of feels very much like an old school Marvel event, you know, an Infinity Gauntlet or or a, a Kree Scroll War where it was really just throwing everything you can at these threats. So I think I mean, is this the largest cast you've ever worked with? I feel like it's got to be, if not close to. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're we're talking. You know, uh, this is the Avengers, the Champions, the uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy, the X Men, the Inhumans, and it's not just the the big teams. We've got uh, you know we've got cosmic level heroes in here, and we've got street level heroes. Uh, this is a you know, Axel said it was fun, and it, it's definitely a fun story. But it's also this is a world threatening event, and the heroes that have had differences in uh, Civil War II, for instance, they have to put that aside immediately. Uh, and come together and unite as heroes against a common threat. You know, how are you sort of juggling uh, such a large cast and, and sort of are there any standouts of, of the, the characters you're working with? Uh, yeah, you know, absolutely. When, when you work with a story like this, uh, you know, my first, uh, my first inclination is to throw everyone in. But uh, you, <laughs> you, have to, uh, you have to have a few characters who are, are sort of the the point of view characters, and uh, so I settled on uh, a few characters who would would help us get the the help us jump around from different points of view and see the story from in a different you know from different angles. So there are definitely while there's a huge cast, there are a handful of characters who sort of become the uh, the the main characters that the reader will be uh, 
seeing the story through their eyes. Cool. Yeah. We, um, you know, Axel mentioned that it really gets right down to the action. Um, and we released some new pages today to people on the call. It's actually, uh, I think we released two double page spreads, but I believe those are two of the very first pages in the book. So you'll see sort of the Avengers leaping into action. Uh, and, and you really get a sense that it, this happens very quickly and they have to sort of figure out why this is all happening, but also while fighting off monsters. So, you know, what can you guys tell us about sort of the inciting incident of Monsters Unleashed and sort of why this is happening now and, and what's sort of going on in the story? I think that, you know, the inciting incident is monsters starting to land our universe. The, the 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 question will be, you know, where are they coming from? Why are they here? What do they want? And that's something that's going to be answered in the course of the story. Um, and and the answer should be surprising. You know, that's where, where a lot of the layers of the story go. Um, you know, I think that th this is a fun story because what you have is virtually every corner of the Marvel Universe is represented, from the Avengers to the X-Men to the Inhumans to... Power Man and Iron Fist, everybody's all hands on deck to deal with this. And I think that Cullen, you know, we came up with this story at one of the retreats. We talked to the skeletal structure of this, and, and Cullen left to the, the foreground to write this. You know, um, one of the, the key things we knew was we wanted the extra size. We wanted we wanted an extra um, extra page count because we wanted the artist to really be able to do these two page spreads and these splashes and just really show these rich detailed art. So that that was really a priority as well. Would you agree, Cullen? Yeah, yeah, we uh I think this is a it's a it's a story that, you know, in these these characters that that we're using are are uh, are larger than life both figurative, figuratively and literally in some cases and and we have a sort of a, a an issue of scale when you deal with, you know, the you know, a team like the Avengers dealing with this giant monster. If you saw that initial page, you know, this is a we need we need a big you know, we need a lot of a lot of room to be able to convey sort of a sense of awe that these uh, these characters are we feeling. So let, let's talk a little bit about sort of the the story um, here. And I know that there's really not a lot you can say, um, but but is there anything you can tell us sort of about the cause of of the monster attacks? I think we could talk a little bit. Go, go, ahead. Go, ahead. go ahead. Well, no, I was just say, you know, it's a, the the cause of the attacks is something like Axel said. The heroes are going to have to uh, have to figure out very quickly. The, the, this, uh, you know, these monster attacks are are relentless, and uh, the heroes are going to, you know, figure out very, you know, very, very quickly that they can't they can't simply uh, fight their way out of out of this. At least not not on their own. Um, and they've got to figure out how to to sort of uh, to find the source and and cut it off, uh, you know, at the source in order to to save the world. Um, there are you know there are some mysteries in, involved about where these monsters are are coming from, and uh, some of these and some of those you know mysteries trace back you know thousands of years, not just on, on Earth but throughout the you know throughout the cosmos. Uh, this this is something that has affected uh, other worlds uh, in the past, and and they have not fared fared very well. 
and this is Axel chiming in too, you know, on, on the cover of Monsters Unleashed 3, you'll see uh, a boy there who may not name to the stage, but this boy factors in the story in a major way. Um, what, if any, link he has to the monsters is something you'll see in the course of the story, um, but he is actually, uh, he's a very important part of that puzzle and understanding, you know, where these monsters are coming from, uh, who controls them, and, um, and, and what they want. And, and, and you, I should say that cover to three is drawn by Lenil Yu, who will be drawing that issue. But I believe we'll be meeting the boy very early on in the story, correct? Yeah, the boy will be meeting very early yeah. on, um, very early on in the story, and he's a key player. Um, and there are a couple of other um, uh, smaller characters who will pop up in the course of the story um, who will who'll have uh, uh, small but, 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 but significant roles in the story. Uh, Moon Girl is one of them as the smartest character in the Marvel Universe. Uh, she's going to... Um, uh, come up with something that's going to greatly help the heroes early in the course of the story. Um, and then um, we will see also Bloodstone appearing, you know, uh, the monster hunter, who will also be able to provide some clues. Uh, at the foreground of the story are going to be the Marvel heroes. You know, look for big roles for the leaders of all of the teams, uh, key superheroes like Spider-Man, um, Iron Man, um, Captain America. Uh, you, you know, it's, it's, it's all about the big heroes. So I, I, you know, we we revealed late last week uh, a couple of new new monster designs, and I think that's really cool because you know you're getting to play with a lot of the classic sort of uh, classic Marvel monsters, the Kirby, the the Ditko, the you know Don Heck sort of creations. But we've we've asked our our artists and you to sort of come up with some some new creatures um, that would sort of factor into the story. Is there anything we can say about the designs for them or creating them? I mean, they are all really really cool looking. Yeah, they, you know, this this series is is such a you know a love letter to those to the you know the artists of the past who created these amazing monsters. So we we I, you know there's a lot of new monsters in this in this series, but we definitely wanted um, each of the each of the artists on the book uh, to to create uh, their you know to put their own spin on a very specific creature. So uh, so that's the 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 six that you've seen. Um, each one is designed by one of the artists on the book, and then uh, Art Adams designed uh, a sixth. So, uh, you know, we're, we're really getting the artists involved in, in sort of creating some, adding, adding something new to, to the Marvel Universe. Uh, we're not only bringing these classic monsters back in a big role, uh, we want to add some new stuff as well. Yeah, these are Marvel monsters for the 21st century. Um, and also, I just want to say one thing just to the group as well, is that, you know, you know, we're we're talking about this story as being an event because it spans the Marvel universe. But first and foremost, this is a really great story. This is a story that that spans the Marvel universe, but it has uh, some some really resonant small moments and it really stands on its own. Uh, we have very limited tie-ins um, that are selected um, MU tie-ins, you know, one shots that will will sort of give you a deeper dive. But Monsters Unleashed is it's really a five a five issue um, story. Yeah, it's a, it's a blockbuster. Uh, like Colin was saying, it's our summer blockbuster that we're coming out with in the middle of winter. Um, and, uh, it, and even though, you know, it's got lots of uh, of uh, explosions and buildings being torn down and craters being made and monsters punching monsters, there's, uh, there's a lot of heart to the story as well. Um, and the other thing that I think is, uh, that I just wanted to reiterate is that we're adding some new pieces to the Marvel Universe. We're building on the monster mythos. Um, 
and uh, and and lastly, I'd like to say that it, it's a uh, it's a real celebration of the imagination of the comic book creator. Period. You know, when you look at at how excited and enthused the five main artists were when they came back with their initial sketches of uh, of the monsters, the new monsters that Cohen would he wrote up a a couple of of uh, bullet points on each one of the new monsters and said, you know, go wild with it, and they did. They went crazy. Um, there, uh, it's just, and, and it's just really fun for, to see everybody tap into that, that old love for, the love for the, the nostalgic characters like Tin Fang Foom or Gorgilla or, or Monstrum, Moomba, Sprag, Tim, Tim, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, um, they're just making sounds, <laughs> uh, you know, but to see, to see what these guys came back with, it's, um, it's amazing and it's a lot of fun. And I think it's going to translate with the with the readers as well. I, I should also point out to everybody, we resent those those trading cards around. Um, that was all Colin being the Marvel fanboy that he is, who came up with <laughs> for each and every monster on a seven point scale, like the old Marvel trading cards. So you can expect him to bring that level of of detail to to the book itself. Uh, you know, I wanted to talk a little bit about the, the five artists because it's. The book's going to ship very rapidly. We've got one issue in January, two in February, and two in March, um, 30 pages each. Uh, but, you know, it's, each, each of these artists is very different, uh, and the book has to have sort of a cohesive feel. So how are you guys sort of reconciling working with five different artists but also making it feel like one story? And, and Mark, I'd love to hear from you from an editorial perspective and obviously calling you from, from writing the book. Oh, well, for, for me, it's just lots of reference and one colorist. Colorist is David Curiel, who is a rising star here at Marvel, uh, and we really felt that this was uh, an event he could really make his own. Go ahead, Colin. Well, I, was gonna say, I think uh, another part of it is I, I think each of the five issues, while it tells one story, uh, you know, I try to make each each issue have sort of its own particular flavor and 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 tell a you know, sort of stand. It's part of a much bigger story, obviously, but to stand on its own and and to to make it feel like we were seeing an actual different you know chapter of this story. Um, and uh, and I think that'll that'll play really well to the the five different styles. Uh, that's fantastic. I mean, I, I mean, before we open it up to, to sort of press questions, are there, is there anything you, any you guys wanted to add? Um, uh, that, you know, expect that this will have uh, some ramifications in the Marvel U and that there will be some things that come out of it on the other side. Some hopefully pretty cool stuff. All right, so let's let's start with the we got we got a good amount of time, so I think we can go around at least two to three times with everybody. Um, so why don't we start with Marvel.com? Um, we had a fan question asking: Is there any chance of seeing a fourth appearing, and um, will this event bring heroes back together, considering Civil War II, or are they just working together at this one time? Well, I, I would A4's characters individually will will appear in this book. Um, probably all of them. Um, whether they're assembled as the A-Force or not, uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, but look look mm-hmm. for, like I, we said, this is all, all hands on deck. If you look look hard, you'll probably see Squirrel Girl and Howard the Duck pitching in as well. <laughs> Can you elaborate a little bit, Axel, on the sort of uh, 
unifying of the heroes sort of to, to fight the threat. Well, I mean, it's really simple. I mean, you have big monsters drop down in the Marvel Universe and then more and then more and then more. And so what you have is you have the heroes responding quickly and decisively only to learn that every time they beat two or three, there's four or five more replacing them. So this isn't a time when anybody can, you know, um, dwell on on uh, separate, you know, strained relationships or, you know... There's no time for there, there, simply none of that, you know. So what happens is you'll see a quick um, rising of leaders and a quick sharing of information um, and everybody cooperating, at least for this period of time, to deal with the threat at hand. Um, and we've, you know, cull the sculpted in a way that, you know, you'll you'll see generals acting like generals and soldiers acting like soldiers and some really cool and... And, and monsters and acting like monsters. Monsters acting like monsters, no <laughs> doubt. And some really cool uh, smaller moments between characters that um, are very character appropriate. CBR. Yeah, um, I know that, Colin, you're a big fan of monsters, but I also have to imagine that part of the appeal was also getting to write every Marvel hero. Um, can you speak about your, you know, your fanboy side of getting to write all these Marvel heroes at once? Yeah, uh, it's uh, you know, like you like you said. You know, I'm a fan of monsters because I make no secret of that. Um, but yeah, I'm a, a longtime fan of these characters. So it, to work on a story where it's, uh, I mean, you're seeing all corners of the Marvel universe, and you're seeing uh, heroes interacting, uh, and sometimes they're you know interacting with heroes you wouldn't necessarily expect to see them. Uh, uh, you know, dealing with, and that's a that's one of the things I've always loved about about Marvel comics is uh, these unexpected pairings and matchups. And there are some doozies in in this book, some things that are really going to surprise people. I think. Stephanie, Black Girl Nerds. Hey, um, so quick question: um, Given that this is happening um, after the events of Civil War II, and I know that everyone is put aside the differences in coming together, do you feel as though the series is something that a casual comic fan can pick up, jump right in, and then also do you feel like this is the one-stop shop kind of putting everybody into um, the book for the most part uh, to bring new readers into the fan base if they're able to like cling on to um, characters that they might have been unfamiliar with prior to? Think of yeah, both. absolutely. Yeah. I was going to say yes, yeah, Absolutely. Oh, yeah, I, I, mean, I, I think yeah. I think. Right, Colin, sorry. Yeah, you don't have to be familiar with with anything that's happened recently. I mean, to, as long as you can accept the idea that uh, superheroes have to fight monsters, I think you'll <laughs> you'll be okay. <laughs> and and yeah, I think uh, as much as possible. And it's a big cast, but as much as possible, I'm trying to even if a character only appears in a panel or two, I want to make sure that the reader gets a good you know idea of that character. And and yeah, I'm, I'm, I definitely think there'll be some new favorites for people that aren't familiar with some of these these characters popping out. Um, I mean, as I was right as I as I was writing it, there were characters that uh, not that I hadn't necessarily forgotten, but uh, had kind of slipped, you know, a little bit in my memory. And as I'm writing them, I'm remembering how much I love these characters, and uh, I think that'll that'll translate for the readers. Yeah, and, and just to elaborate a little bit, what Axel mentioned before is we will also have uh, a couple of, not many, I believe eight is the number of tie-in sort of one-shots we'll have, but hopefully some people will see some standout characters in the book and then say, hey, I want to read some more about their adventures and go check out the, the .mu one-shot tie-ins, which should elaborate a little bit on the side events of Monsters Unleashed. Uh, Nicole, I see me too. Yeah, I was wondering if you guys are planning anything for the retailers as far as promotional materials 
special stuff like that? Yeah, I, I can speak to that a little bit. We we will have um, some more information about that coming in the in the near future. But we're going to have promotional items and and uh, discounts or diamonds and and things like that. And and I believe we're doing a launch party promotion as well. Um, but you can look for some more information on promotional items and and retail support for Monsters Unleashed. Yeah, some really cool stuff. some really cool stuff coming in the next few weeks. John, we're balloon. Hey guys, uh, Colin, are you? Would you say you're adding to the backstory of the monsters in general from a Marvel Universe historic standpoint? Yeah, I mean, to some degree, absolutely. I think uh, you know, I'm I, I want to to honor the stories that have come before, but uh, I think this this Monsters Unleashed will uh, will definitely add to sort of the the mythology of these monsters. Uh, it, it adds some key components. And uh, and adds and then adds some new uh, some new players to the field, mm -hmm. uh, and I think uh, probably more importantly for me is you know after you know after this story, uh, I, you know the monsters the classic Marvel monsters are big players in the Marvel universe. They have a role. Uh, they've been uh, they may have been forgotten a little bit for in you know in recent years, but they are they are significant players now in the Marvel universe. Marvel.com. Hi. Um, well, the supernatural monsters of the Marvel Universe be involved, like Mummy, Werewolf by Night, Frankenstein, etc.? No, they will not. Yeah. That, that was an so we're, we're, This is an event where the monsters are, if you are shorter than seven stories, you need not apply to be this event. <laughs> <laughs> That was a that was a, a quick and dirty one. So Marvel.com, if you have another one, go for it. Um, so can you just say like oh, what's your favorite monster so far? Favorite monster so far. That's a good one. Colin, I'm sure you have thoughts. Well, I mean, I got to admit, the six new monsters are probably gonna. I mean, they have a special place in my heart. But um, some of the designs of these old, the the, the classic monsters are amazing. And uh, Monstrum, uh, who is this? You know this. Gigantic cyclopean swamp monster is uh, is probably my favorite monster, just uh, from a, a bizarre design standpoint. I'm going to go with uh, Orgo. I can't answer because it's a spoiler. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, CBR. And speaking of the monsters, you know, monsters in general, you know, they, they're kind of just like a plot device. They don't really have a personality, or they're just like forces of destruction, um, since this is an event built all around the monsters, I'm wondering, are we going to get to see differing monster personalities or any type of, like, internal monster politicking? Or... You, you absolutely will. Yeah, I feel like it, uh, it's important that some of, you know, in some of these classic stories, these monsters had big personalities, and, uh, and I wanted that to, uh, to come across in, in this story. And uh, and you will definitely see some interpersonal monster uh, politicking, I guess. <laughs> uh, Newsarama, did we lose Newsarama before? No, I'm here. I just had a weird issue with my phone last time. Sorry about that. So um, <clears throat> dialing in on the characters that are involved in this event, you know, we've established that this is an all-hands-on-deck scenario, 
And even in the preview bar that we've seen, there are some deep cuts in there. You know, Dark Hawk was in the, the one image, and he hasn't even been seen in years. Uh, who, who would you consider to be the breakout stars of this event? And, and Colin, if there were characters that you're going to stick with after this event, who would they be? Oh, wait, Colin, before you answer that, I just wanted to make a quick correction. I think the Darkhawk you're referring to on the McNiven piece is Black Bolt. He just kind of appears to have a, that wing sort of structure from behind. Yeah, but look for Darkhawk in a different panel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Colin. Um, yeah, you know, there are definitely some, some breakout characters. Uh, you know, Axel said earlier he can't answer because it spoils some things, and that's, I feel the same way. There's There's a couple of spoilers that... I can't, uh, you know, I, that I can't reveal. Um, but, uh, but yeah, Captain America, uh, it, it plays a big role, but then so does moon girl, uh, you know, with one, she's the smartest person in the Marvel universe. So she's a big, she has, you know, has things to do, but she's also tied to a classic, you know, monster in devil dinosaur. So she has a, a role, uh, you know, Axel mentioned Elsa Bloodstone uh, as a, as a, as a player, as a big monster hunter. Um, but, uh, but you know, there's so many characters. But there's a couple that I just can't mention only because uh, they would spoil something. Uh, yeah, I'll I would, I would be, here. I would be fed to the monsters. We have we have plans to spin um, at least two series out of this event because we have uh, faith in in what we're we're doing in this yeah. story. Yeah, so we we feel we have uh, at least two breakout characters um, moving out of this event that we'll be launching uh, ongoing series with. Stephanie, Black Girl Nerds. All right. I really want to ask you all if by any chance will uh, Riri Williams be making an appearance, but I don't know if that will spoil anything. So instead, I'll ask you um, from this, what do you want um, readers to to walk away with once they finish the series as far as the story goes? Well, first of all, Riri is a part of the Marvel Universe, so yes, she'll be there. Um, Okay, great. And then second of all, Mark, do you want to take the second part of the question or call in? What we hope to get out of it? Or sort of what you guys hope readers will walk away from the book with? I think I think um I think they're gonna walk away with uh, a real appreciation for the the classic monsters. Um and they're gonna see how cool the new monsters are and how they fit in the Marvel universe after this event. I, I hope this is actual. I hope people just come out gasping. You know, I think I hope that people have a lot of fun watching this. Um, you know, you know, in in the movie Jaws, which I know is a little bit old for some of you, there's a scene <laughs> where where they're they're out on the boat and they're looking and they see the shark for the first time and they say we need a bigger boat. There are many many times when the heroes in the course of the story need a bigger boat. And they somehow, some way, find a way to persevere. And I think that that's part of the fun of the story is just, just because things, things got bad as they could get, they get worse and they get worse and they get worse. And it, and it comes down to an ingenious solve on their part to be able to get out of the predicament. Yeah, I just wanted to jump in. Uh, looking at the art that's coming in that you guys have been sending me, it's going to be a real adrenaline rush for people. I mean, really big splashes, lots of action. Um, but as Axel mentioned, there's a lot of sort of quieter character moments that will really sort of sort of hit home the the the, the good bit, the good story beats that Colin's putting together. And it's just it's just a lot of fun. It's uh, I, I think we've all kind of looked at each other at, at certain points while we're discussing this, wondering how did we not come up with this earlier? You know, like ten years ago, because it's just so much fun to see monsters versus heroes. 
Yeah, this is that's that's really what I want people to get out of it. I want I want them to, to when they finish issue five, I want them to have had an amazing time, you know, oh, reading a superhero comic. And and that's that's really what uh what I want to do. I mean I I think like, you know, Mark said they'll appreciate the monsters and I think the story will, will open up some new corners of the Marvel universe, uh and open up those in the eyes of the readers, but uh but if nothing else, I think I'll have had an, uh, a great time reading the book. Nicole, ITV2. Yeah, I'm not sure if you've really covered this, but will the event at all be leaking into the ongoing comics at all? Uh, no. Yeah, I mean, Axel mentioned that there's going to be at least two books sort of spinning out of it. But uh... yeah, as far as the event goes, this is a self-contained story across five issues. And okay. if you really enjoy seeing heroes punching monsters and monsters knocking down buildings and the rest, there's going to be, uh, I think, seven or eight uh, dedicated one-shots that will occur off to the side of it featuring key characters, you know, characters like Spider-Man and what have you. So look for those Hulk, what have you. Um, and we will have stuff spinning out the other side, as, we, as I just mentioned. But, mm-hmm. but again, I want to emphasize that what's driving this is a story. We, are, we This is a, a cool story that we started to discuss you know, two, two or three retreats ago, and we, we sculpted it, and uh, Colin, uh, Colin is, um, is, uh, is writing the heck out of it. And that's, that's the important thing. Oh, yeah, and just to elaborate on the one-shots a little bit, that's, they're, they're, uh, they're basically done as one-shots so that they don't interrupt sort of your regular ongoing books. So you can sort of look at what was done with Age of Ultron a few years ago with, with sort of tie-ins done in that sort of style. Uh, John, word balloon. Well, it's obvious you guys have great artists and, and a great writer in Cullen with this event. A two-part question, and, and maybe this was covered early. I, I, I had to join in it at the beginning uh, after it already started. Um, is this a, a biweekly? Is it a monthly event, first of all? And then my real question is, um, given that it's 30 pages, uh, I imagine that the price point is going to probably be four ninety nine or whatever. Is there concern at all about conflicting ongoing events that are going on. I mean, is the price point going to be something that you guys feel comfortable? And obviously you do because you've already said it, but uh, that people are going to come in on this and, and want to read it because I think it's great that you're giving the thing enough pages for an event like this to breathe. And I'm just concerned about how often it's coming out and, uh, and the price point, And if you can address those. Well, it is going to be biweekly. Um, so you're going to get one issue in, uh, in January, uh, towards the middle, and then uh, two in February and two in March. Okay. Um, as as for price point, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, the, they're they're oversized issues, so they'll they'll be upsized as far as uh, price goes. I'm not exactly sure offhand how much each issue is going to cost, but I believe the first issue is five, uh, and then moving forward, uh, I'm not 100 percent sure. I don't know, Axel, you you're not you're not no, sure. No, no, Gabriel, Gabriel said that. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think that we're we're always confident in our story uh, in, as far as setting price goes, that we're always confident uh, that the story is, is worth the money. And uh, I think that we are definitely trying to give every reader their money's worth with Monsters Unleashed. Cool. Oh, that answers your question, John. No, it does. Absolutely. And honestly, I think it's going to be an amazing trade at the end as well. I just wondered from an issue standpoint, you know. You sure. Guys- my last question is, it's a little boy from the recent issue of Totally Awesome Hulk, the little boy that you mentioned on the cover of issue three. 
And um, will we see Elspeth's younger brother appear, considering he tries to kill a giant monster? Go ahead, Mark. That is that's very very uh, astute. Got some got <laughs> big boy, big boy. Wow, I'm I'm impressed. We got some eagle-eyed readers there. Wow. I love that though. I love that you caught up, caught on to that, picked up on that. That's great. All right. CBR. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm since you are working with five different artists, I was wondering if you could talk to. Are there any like specific things that say Greg Land does really well that you're looking towards writing? writing towards compared to like Adam Kubert or how are you gearing yourself to all their strengths? Colin, do you want to handle that or do you want us to take a... Well, no, I can, I just say, you know, when I, when I wrote, uh, you know, as I started writing these, these scripts, I didn't necessarily, uh, write one issue thinking this is a Greg Land issue or another issue thinking this was, you know, a Kubert issue. Um, I did talk to the artists. We talked to, you know, everybody's super excited about drawing monsters. Um, and, and they all have a, you know, a passion for this. So we talked a little bit about the kind of monsters that, you know, that there were certain monsters that really, really gravitated toward. And, uh, and of course, everybody had a huge list of, of creatures that they, they wanted to, uh, <laughs> they wanted to, to tackle. So to that, you know, that's really how I, if I sculpted it in any way towards a particular artist, um, I did it, you know, I did it with that, the, the monsters that they, they were most excited to draw. Um, yeah, but, but, you know, end, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, at the end of the day, each one of these are, are like action-packed, just fun-filled issues that um, when you look at the artists that we have on it, they've all, they've all done this kind of story before. And, uh, and, and, you know, it's like, it's like whatever they did that you liked the last time that they did, it's, it's <laughs> power on them. You know, they're all great visual storytellers. They're all great at drawing superheroes. And, uh, when you see this, you'll see that they're all great at drawing monsters too. Uh, new drama. So there's been a little bit of secret history about Marvel monsters in the past. Um, back in the nineties, there was the, the Marvel universe miniseries that had Ulysses Bloodstone and Dr. Drew and the others teaming up. There's stuff with the deviants and mole man. Is that stuff that's going to be touched on in this issue? Or is this kind of an attempt to, to forge a unified direction for that? Colin, you want to talk about I feel, Yeah, I feel like we're, uh, we're really looking towards a, a, a unified new direction. Uh, you know, there, there are, there are elements of, of the of, of the history of these creatures that we want to make sure uh, we touch on, but uh, I don't want to have to dwell on it too much, only because again, I want this to be something that uh, a new reader could get, you know, get involved in and uh, and enjoy without feeling like they have to dig up, you know, dig through quarter bins for uh, for old comics to figure out what's going on. So we're really focusing on on forging something uh, something new for these creatures and for the characters. Stephanie, Black Girl Nerds. Hi. Um, focusing on the creatures, are, is there any chance that any of them will um, kind of uh, stick around? And then also, whatever solution that the heroes end up coming up with, will that um, have a role with the um, play a role in the Marvel universe going forward? What was the second part of the question? I'm sorry, the second part. Whatever, um, whatever solution that they end up coming up with, will that play a role um, going forward in the Marvel universe? Like, whatever is, does that solution affect the universe in any kind of way, or what they end up figuring out? Um, to the first part of your question, um, 
any monsters that survive the event will have their mm-hmm. increased exponentially by it. Um, we, okay. you know, Ellis being lost when he says, you know, what what our goals are with the monsters, we want to make them cooler than ever. You follow me? Um, we have lots of love for them, and we want people um, from a new generation to feel the same way, uh, to feel that they're incredible threat, you know, powerful characters in the Marvel Universe. Um, as to the second part of the question, um, yeah, I mean, obviously, the, the lessons learned by the solution to the problem uh, will have a lasting effect on the Marvel Universe. Um, uh, I don't want to get too specific, but, uh, but yeah, uh, your, your instincts are right. Right. Uh, Nicole, I see you too. I'm just going to pass. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. All right. I think we got time for maybe one more. Um, John, you want to take us home? Sure. No, thanks, guys. Um, you know, I've always loved when major media has tried to reboot Godzilla or some of these other things. And sometimes, you know, that combination of kitsch, but you want to tell a, a really good story as well, can have its own presentation problems. And, Cullen, I was just wondering, were there any uh, plot or character pitfalls that you wanted to avoid going into this event? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a, I mean, you kind of hit the nail on the head. you gotta be, you got to be a little careful when you deal with these... Uh, with with creatures with monsters like this because it's so easy uh you know that you walk the let's say you know using let's say Gamera as an example you walk the line of uh, an awesome movie like uh, Gamera versus Legion or Gamera playing a tune on the back of his monster <laughs> like he's playing you know uh so you know I didn't want uh this book I didn't want the monsters any of them to to come across as jokes now some of the monsters have, you know, are, are humorous at times, and, and they have personality. But uh, the most important thing for me was that the readers can take these creatures seriously, and uh, and we didn't stray too far into into any kind of, uh, you know, cheesy. You know, <laughs> I didn't want to see I didn't want to see the zippers on any of these monsters. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, and. Uh, I will say, Colin, you, you did a, you've got a great scene in there, a great father and son scene with Goom and Gugum. <laughs> well, yeah, no, but, yeah. I mean, let's, let, you know, again, some of these creatures have some built-in sort of uh, humor to them. But, uh, but even then, I want you to take them seriously at the at the end of the day and, and realize that they are, are you know, they have a big role to play and that, that, and that they deserve to be uh, treated with sort of a, a reverence. So no underpants then on Fing Fang Foom? I'm not saying, and now listen, <laughs> I also put Ting Tang Boom in, in coverall. So, you know, I, you know, I think he could have his underpants still, but, uh, but, uh, but you'll take those underpants very seriously. Indeed. Well, well, on that note, that seems like a good a place as any then. Uh, but, uh, Colin, I wanted to thank you for taking some time out of your busy day to chat with us about Monsters Unleashed and Mark and Axel as well. And, and obviously to everybody on the call, thank you for coming with great questions and, uh, and, and listening to us gab about Goo and Googam. Um, the first <laughs> issue of Monsters Unleashed is going to be out on January 18th. Um, and then each issue will follow biweekly afterwards. Um, so thank you guys all so much for, oh, and I, and I should also mention, you know, there's eight tie-in one-shots. Uh, you can expect some more information about those coming soon, as well as uh, retailer initiatives for the book. Uh, and, and as Axel mentioned, there's some going to be some cool stuff spinning out of it, including at least two new books. Um, so you can expect some more information coming about Monster Unleashed in the coming weeks. Um, but we hope you guys all check out the first issue on January 18th. So thank you guys all very much. And thank you, Colin. Thanks, guys.
So what do you think? I got to tell you, I'm uh, kind of intrigued, uh, especially the size and the artists involved, and especially when I saw some interiors uh, that I've uh, also shared at wordballoon.com and uh, the covers uh, for the first three issues. Uh, looks gonna, like it's going to be a hell, of a, a hell of a series and a hell of a trade when it's all collected. Monsters Unleashed. Uh, happy to hear from uh, Cullen Bunn, Mark Panicia, and Axel Alonso on this event. And as they said, it starts January 18th. Hope you enjoyed today's episode of Word Balloon. It was brought to you by InStock Trades at InStockTrades.com. Let's uh, look up Cullen Bunn and uh, give him some love via InStockTrades.com and see what excellent books are waiting for you from him. Well, to start things off, you can get the first volume of The Six Gun and uh, get that at 30% off, just $13.99. There's the Tooth Hardcover, Cullen and Matt Kent, excellent book, and Sean uh, Lee actually co-writing the book with Cullen. Uh, lots of trades of Six Gun, by the way, at $13.99. You can get the Captain America Prisoner of War premier hardcover. Uh, a lot of writers, including Ed Brubaker, Howard Chaykin, Colin Bunn, Mike Benson, Frank Thierry, Kyle Higgins, Alex Siegel. Uh, 40% off, $14.49. Cullen wrote the Spider-Man Season 1 premiere hardcover, 42% off. It was drawn by Neil Edwards, $14.49, a rebooted origin for uh, Spider-Man in that excellent book. You can get Wolverine Rot, the premiere hardcover with uh, Cullen and Ivan Brandon doing the writing, and Paul Pelletier, among others, uh, doing the art chores. 42% off, it's just $14.49. There's Captain America and Hawkeye. Remember that uh, team-up book that uh, Cullen did? Tremendous book. Great stories in that book. Uh, All one-shots. 42% off. $7.63. Cullen actually did a lot of great uh, Captain America writing and a couple of interesting team-up books. So uh, there's uh, some of the things that you can get from Cullen Bunn from InStockTrades.com. And as I said, lots of volumes of his epic uh, book, The Sixth Gun from Oni Press with Brian Hurt. Uh, the two of them just did an amazing job. What an incredible steampunk, exciting uh, horror story, western, and a lot of other elements as well. Tremendous stuff in the Six Gun, and you can get it all at InStockTrades.com. Thanks again for listening today. Uh, we got more great stuff coming up for November. It's going to be a November to remember, as I'm sure some TV executive uh, coined years ago. But uh, lots of great guests coming up in this month and also in December. It's going to be a great way to end the year with a lot of fun conversation in the Word Balloon style. I hope you'll be here for every episode. Join me in a couple days for the next episode. Until then, Word Balloon is a copyright feature of Shaky Productions, copyright 2016.